Even some of the healthcare names that had a phenomenal run up post COVID had a much more challenging year in 2022. Welcome to Views from the Desk, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these timely episodes, we provide the latest investment news and expert commentary on the markets, the economy, and investing. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. In today's special episode, Kevin Prince, John Waters, and Mark Ray's talk taxes. After a challenging time in the markets, our experts dive into tax loss selling strategies to help investors navigate the year's end. They also discuss must-know tax rules, the advantages of using ETFs for tax harvesting, and important dates to remember. Before we hear from the team, please consider subscribing to Views from the Desk on your preferred podcast platform. And for many more ETF insights and resources, visit the new and improved Canadian ETF dashboard at bmoetfs.ca. Welcome back to Views from the Desk. This is Kevin Prince from BMO Exchange Traded Funds. This week, we're going to have a special episode. We're going to focus in on taxes and specifically the tax loss selling strategy. With me, I have a few guests. Number one, John Waters, who's a vice president, director of tax consulting for BMO Wealth, as well as Mark Rays, who's our head of product at BMO Global Asset Management. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Kevin. Good to be here. Yeah, great to be here, Kev. Perfect. Now, John, I'm going to start with you in a couple of questions. First and foremost, maybe just give us an update in regards towards taxes, both Canada and the U.S., some key points, please. Yeah, just at a high level, Kevin, there was um, a fiscal update a couple of weeks ago, and, and often these are considered mini budgets. But other than a proposal for the 2% tax on a share buyback beginning in 2024, there wasn't a lot there, and it just largely uh, reaffirmed the commitment to the outstanding proposals. I would say both Canada and U.S. are are looking to scale back this pandemic spending over the last couple of years and and find new sources of tax revenue to pay back the deficits created by this spending. But Canada would notably also have a focus on supporting the middle class and and a lot of new housing measures like the new uh, tax-free first-time home savings account, which is expected to be introduced sometime in 2023. There's also been a key theme of transparency with increased disclosure for trusts and aggressive tax planning. But other than that, there's a number of proposals that originated from the Liberals' uh, 2021 election platform that are gradually making their uh, way through to achieve royal assent. Thanks for that, John. Good to have some insights on what's going on in the tax. I'm glad you're up to speed and all that for us. Appreciate that. But now let's jump into kind of the core concept of today's discussion which is in regards towards that strategy of tax loss selling. Now, maybe you can kick this conversation off, John, by giving us a background of what is tax loss selling, please. Sure, Kevin. Tax loss selling is is really a a common year-end tax planning strategy where you essentially review your investment portfolio year-to-date and tally up any realized capital gains and losses in all of your taxable non-registered accounts. And to the extent that there's an overall net capital gain, uh, you would consider triggering some capital losses to offset uh, the gains that were realized in in the current year to reduce your current year tax liability. Or overall, if you're in a net loss position in 2022, you could possibly carry back that loss to apply 
against net capital gains that have been realized in the three or three prior years to recover some tax that's uh, previously been paid on those net capital gains. Thanks for that, John. I mean, I, that only covers off not what it is, but also why people tax loss harvesting. Maybe it gives a little bit more insight why people are tax lossing harvesting this year, I guess. Yeah, well, well, the main reason, Kevin, is is for the tax benefits to, to save that tax and the capital gains have been realized, as I say, in this year or three prior. But it's also important to, to recognize the investment mandate and, and not to let that tax tail wag the investment dog, as we say. Another thing to, to consider is that you're looking to sell securities that you would probably be thinking about selling in the near future anyways. As I mentioned, it's important to have that investment mandate uh, focused. The other aspect is that even if you maybe like the long-term prognosis on that particular security, there is another tax rule to be aware of, and that's something called superficial loss rules. And so there, if you do like that longer-term prognosis, oftentimes you want to get back to that same security and not miss out on the upside if you've sold it, and you might want to repurchase it right away or perhaps within the next couple of weeks. But there are some tax rules that require an economic change to your portfolio. Uh, so these rules essentially prohibit a lost sale if you immediately reacquire the same security or within 30 days thereafter if you still continue to hold that security at the end of the 30 days following the last sale. So what people will often try to do to, to avoid this from happening where that loss gets denied for tax purposes is to um, go out and, and purchase another security that is quite similar and maybe would track that upside uh, that, that could occur in, in the intervening weeks. And oftentimes this is, is a good use for exchange traded funds to maintain that similar market exposure so that you don't have to uh, sit on the sidelines for those 30 days and miss out on that possible upside. Thanks for that, John. I mean, those are some key considerations, especially the 30 days aspect. Would you like to hear more from BMO Global Asset Management's team of investment experts? Check out the BMO Market Insights podcast. These timely, client-friendly episodes deliver the latest news and commentary on the markets, the economy, and investing, with a focus on exchange-traded funds. Available now at bmoetfs.ca, that's bmoetfs.ca, or on your favorite podcast platform. Do me a favor, can you also let the audience know the key date in which is probably the last potential time they could implement a tax law sell for this calendar year? Yeah, that's important as well, Kevin, because in order to get that loss to apply for tax purposes, it has to settle in the current calendar year. And, and looking at our calendar uh, with the way the holidays fall this year, we're expecting that the last trading date to, to make the strategy effective would be Wednesday, December 28th, so that it would settle um, by the end of that week on the Friday, the 30th, so that it would still be within the, the current calendar year. Perfect. Thanks for that insight on tax loss selling. Now, Mark, I'm going to turn to you if I can, please. Give me some insights about maybe why ETFs are an efficient tool to be used for tax loss selling. Sure. Thanks, Kevin. I think what we have to think about is what John mentioned around the superficial losses. And, you know, if you're looking to maintain a similar exposure, while well, you can't certainly have the same exposure, you can't buy back that same security within that in that month time frame, ETFs are a great tool to maintain an exposure. And lots of flexibility on, on the ETF you may choose. 
you know, you could go for something that's as narrow as an industry or sector ETF that, that matches up uh, to whatever that security is that you're that you're looking to sell. Or you could go more broadly into something that maybe is a geographic ETF or a, a full market ETF. If you just want to maintain, uh, let's say, that equity exposure or, you know, with this year, you might be doing some tax loss harvesting on fixed income, certainly a challenging year in the bond market. So, again, you may want to you know, invest in something that's broad market. You may want something that's specific to government or corporate or you may want something that's specific to, you know, a certain uh, maturity spectrum. So lots of choice there with ETFs as, as to how you can do that. So again, you can be as targeted as you as you want, uh, or as broad as you want. Uh, certainly, low cost ETFs uh, and, and easy to trade, right? So it's not something where you've got to really worry about getting in and out of the position. It does give you some diversification benefits as well. You know, if you think about a name that perhaps you've not won on, uh, maybe you know, looking forward, you you have a view on a again an industry or a sector, uh, but perhaps less reliant on on picking an individual name uh etfs give you that that diversification and of course with etfs you get all the transparency with generally seeing the holdings on on the website on a daily basis so you can go look on our website or anyone else's website and see what it holds make sure you're you're buying something that really fits uh what you're trying to do one thing to keep in mind with etfs as uh, they do Tend to do their cap gain distributions around year end. Uh, our tax year end is on December 15th. Uh, we tend to declare uh, the year end capital gain distributions right after that. Uh, so look out for that and make sure you're paying attention to any potential capital gains from the ETF itself, uh, as obviously you are in a strategy where you're, you're trying to manage through the tax season. Thanks for that. Good insights on why to use ETFs, but also I appreciate the considerations. Hey, Mark, let's stay with you for a bit because let's get into a couple examples, if you don't mind, in regards towards how to use tax law selling and implementation of it. And let's take a look, first and foremost, at uh, some equities, specifically on the Canadian side. Maybe give a one or two examples about where you can use a, an ETF and how would that would best replicate that exposure for you for the 31 days. Sure. Well, I think if we if we look at the markets this year, it's it's been a very challenging year, uh, particularly for for growth stocks. Uh, so you know, think about companies that have a lot of future dated cash flows. Now you've got rising interest rates, you've got higher inflation, uh, and therefore the discounted cash flow models are, are going to show a lower valuation now, and that's impacted a lot of securities. Uh, the most obvious example in the Canadian marketplace is Shopify. Uh, that's certainly been a darling in the Canadian stock market for a number of years, uh, but it's really had a had a difficult year this year. Uh, so that's something where if you you know you hold that position, uh, you could consider tax loss management there, and you could go to something like our BMO S and P TSX uh, Composite ETF. ZCN, ticker ZCN, and that would give you a broad exposure uh, to that. Or you could, you know, look at perhaps the banks. The banks have also had a more difficult year. So Bank of Nova Scotia, CIBC, uh, you know, seeing a tougher year this year. Uh, 
Uh, you could go to something like our BMO Equal Weight Banks Index ETF, ticker ZEB. Uh, so lots of examples there if, if you've got some challenging names in your portfolio uh, that you could you could potentially move across on. The one caveat I do want to give people to consider, don't just look at this year's returns. Of course, it's always subject to what your own cost basis is on in your portfolio. Maybe you've held a security for a number of years. Uh, so don't just look at this year's returns, but certainly this year's returns have been challenging putting more more positions into perhaps a tax loss harvesting uh, position than otherwise would have been in years prior. Thanks. Oh, thanks for that, Mark, and good insights there. Amid rising interest rates and market volatility, how can investors get paid to wait? Explore BMO's top six ETFs yielding over 6%. To learn more, visit BMOETFs.ca and search for tickers ZWU, ZWB, ZPay, ZWC, ZWH, or ZBI. Or read our latest product insight. Let's do the exact same thing. Let's provide a couple examples, if you don't mind, in regards towards U.S. equities now, please. Sure. I think we can look to the U.S. market and know that the growth names have been challenged and know that the U.S. market uh, certainly has more, I would say, in the in the tech sector where you're seeing some of those growthier names uh, take a hit, whether that's technically in the tech sector or names that we think of as being tech-like. You know, something like Netflix, uh, Netflix having a very challenging year to date. You know, you could look at something like our BMO Cover Call Technology ETF, uh, ticker ZWT. And there you're you're getting an interesting exposure because with the covered calls, uh, certainly we're harvesting some of the volatility in the marketplace through the call writing program. So we like to say uh, sort of get paid a little bit while you while you wait. So there's a double benefit there. Uh, you know, you could look at names like like Intel again in the tech sector that have that have taken quite a hit. But again, you could look at the banking sector. You could look at J.P. Morgan Chase if you if you hold uh, U.S. banks or or Bank of America, and even uh, some of the healthcare names that you know had a phenomenal run up uh, post post uh, COVID uh, had a much more challenging year in 2022. So a name like uh, Pfizer has had a significant decline. Where you could look at something like uh, the BMO Equal Weight U.S. Healthcare ETF ticker ZHU. Uh, we even have the hedge version uh, ZUH. So lots of options there. Uh, again, depending on how narrow or or defined a, uh, an exposure you want, whether that's sector or industry specific, or if you want to do something broad market like our BMO S and P 500 ETF uh, ZSP, which of course gives you exposure to the S and P 500. So. Certainly, uh, if you look south of the border, uh, there's even more challenging names predominantly because of the higher tech weight in, in the market uh, and seeing some of those growth names sell off. This is, a, this is a really important year to potentially look at tax loss harvesting. Thanks. Thanks for that, Mark. And related to this conversation, it's a great tool that your team has built out for investors, advisors out there, is the uh, screener tool. And so if somebody goes to our BMOETS.com website and clicks on tools and resources, with inside there, there's a choice called screener. I bring that up because as Mark has highlighted a few choices out there, let's say you have a particular security that you want to look for uh, an ETF that best represents that exposure. You can go into that tool, 
type in the ticker or the company name, and it'll list off the ETFs in Canada that have an overweight to that particular company. So then you can make your decision or informed decision of what the best tool you want to use for that tax loss selling strategy. So great tool out there for people to utilize to help implement this type of strategy. Look for replacements for those 31 days. Hey, Mark, stay with you for a second. You mentioned right off the bat that you can not only use this strategy for, of course, equities, but talk to us about the implementation of this strategy also for fixed income. Yeah, I think this is a, is a rare year that tax loss harvesting is, is certainly coming into play on the bond market as well. Uh, certainly the most challenging year in, in fixed income and in a lot of our uh, careers. Uh, so you're seeing returns in the fixed income market you know, down, down more than 10%. Uh, so there is an opportunity there, again, to, to look at tax loss harvesting. Uh, you know, starting with individual bonds and certainly starting with long dated bonds, uh, some significant losses there. But as well as more people use ETFs for their fixed income portfolio, and of course, this applies to equity ETFs as well. But here on the fixed income side, you know, maybe you hold uh, a fixed income ETF uh, that you may want to participate on tax loss harvesting uh, and switch to another ETF. Uh, I will give the warning that you don't want to go to something that has the same index because then you're going to run into superficial losses again. Uh, but you could look at something if you're moving out of you know, an aggregate bond ETF. You could look at our BMO discount bond index ETF, tickers at DB, and you get a double benefit there uh, because one, you're doing the tax loss harvesting, so you're potentially capturing that loss. But two, uh, the discount bond suite uh, actually looks to invest in bonds that have lower coupons. So on a go forward basis, uh, you're potentially getting less interest income than something that would represent the full Canadian bond market. And if I look in that space, you know, we've got ZDB, but we've also got the BMO corporate discount bond ETF, uh, ZCDB, and the short as well, uh, ZSDB. Uh, the short discount bond ETF. So lots of good options there where, again, you're getting the double win of the tax loss harvesting and most probably a lower coupon uh, if you look forward relative to, to the market itself. And, you know, for those that are still utilizing individual bonds to, to create portfolios, you know, this is a great opportunity to look at the convenience and the diversification of ETFs. Uh, by capturing the losses on those individual bonds and looking to to replace uh, with an ETF position. So lots of good opportunity in the fixed income market this year. Normally, we'd be focusing on talking about equities, uh, but with market returns this year, fixed income are, are, are certainly in focus as well. Thanks. Thanks for that, Mark. Maybe I can close up with you because let's do one more reminder about the ETF year-end distributions timeline, if we can, please. Sure. So again, if you're moving into an ETF, you want to pay attention to know whether that ETF also has a capital gain distribution. Uh, so generally, you're going to see tax year ends of December 15th or December 31. Uh, ours is December 15th. Uh, there will be a press release uh, going out for declaration date very soon thereafter to let you know the taxes that are going to be on that individual ETF. Uh, we even do, and most providers do, uh, 
an estimated distribution release about 30 days in front of that. So you kind of know what's coming as you as you manage into the tax year end. And I think it's very important to be paying attention and looking at that because what you don't want to do is sell something to capture a capital loss and then end up with a, a significant capital gain from an underlying product on the other side. So you've kind of negated um, your, your tax management there. So really important to look at that. Uh, again, the key dates, as John mentioned, making sure uh, that you do that by December 28th. And quite honestly, you know, you could get in front of it and do it now. There's no reason to wait until the end of the year. Uh, so you can, you can manage that into year end instead of waiting until year end. But quite important to look at the underlying uh, ETF distributions just to make sure you're not getting any surprises on that front. Thanks. Thanks for that, Mark. And I'll just make a quick plug for advisors out there. If you want to get hold of our tax loss selling guide, kind of a summary of what we talked today in a little more detail, actually more than a summary, uh, feel free to reach out to your BMO ETF specialist right across Canada. And I'm going to draw this to a close. I'm going to thank both John Waters and Mark Race for sharing your expertise today. And I'll thank everyone for joining us today on today's podcast. And look forward to having you back next week for our regular programming. Cheers. Thank you to Kevin Prince, John Waters, and Mark Rays for joining us on the BMO ETFs podcast. Today, we heard about the BMO Covered Call Technology ETF, ticker ZWT, which invests in North American technology and tech-related companies while earning call option premiums. Our experts also discussed ways to earn tax-efficient income. The BMO Discount Bond Index ETF, ticker ZDB, invests in a diversified portfolio of federal, provincial, and corporate bonds and has the potential to earn less interest income than ETFs representing the full Canadian bond market. For more information about the ETFs discussed in this podcast, check out the episode notes, contact your regional BMO ETF specialist, or visit the new and improved Canadian ETF dashboard at bmoetfs.ca. That's bmoetfs.ca. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Commissions, management fees, and expenses, if any, all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or prospectus before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. BMO Global Asset Management is a brand name under which BMO Asset Management Inc. and BMO Investments Inc. operate.